things are like slow, 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 and all of a sudden they spike up. Well, why do they spike up? It's because the right person saw you and all of a sudden they tweeted about you or mentioned you in an IG live or something like that and you get this rush of people. Well, why did that happen? Most likely because the person has been watching you for the past year and they're like, that Charles, he really grinds. I like him. He's not going to stop no matter what. You are listening to The Millionaire Talk Show with Charles Oglesby. We're going to be millionaires. And we're interviewing proven millionaires who've built their wealth in real estate, sales, marketing, branding, and other areas by betting on themselves. And now, here's your host, Charles Oglesby. Oglesby. So welcome everybody to The Millionaire Talk Show. Uh, My name is Charles Oglesby, also known as Todd Millionaire, and uh, really doing some cool things. I like the fact we're able to go live and bring on guests like almost every day. So I don't want to take this opportunity to be fully self-employed and working for myself for granted. So we got to 10x the content and get as much content out as possible and not uh, take this opportunity for granted. There's so much time and opportunity to be creating and building. Um, Whereas back in the day, if I want to be doing a podcast at 10 o'clock in the morning, probably wouldn't happen have to fit it into lunch breaks i remember i used to fit in i remember one time i was recording a podcast after the office closed and i didn't have a key to the office and so they're like you gotta go and i was like mid podcast so wow and shout out to progress you guys we've actually been doing this podcast for five years which somebody just reminded me of we started this podcast when i first got married which was in 2010 i think no not 2010 well, what year was that? I have to say. <laughs> Five years. maybe? 2017. 2017. Such a random year because I graduated law school the same year. Mm-hmm. But anyway, great things have been happening. And uh, I've known Sheree for a little bit. Um, she kind of came through Erica Williams. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're working on some projects. We actually went half on a course, which is really funny. Um, it's funny because somebody just asked me about that course. And um, I was telling them, telling them about the trucking course. I was like, well, you know, I actually partnered with somebody on that course. And like, who does that? Like, I don't know you personally, but we just added just partner on content, you know, and if I ever needed the login, you gave me the login. So um, it's cool that she is around. We've connected. I don't know if we got, a ch- we got the chance to meet in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In DC, when you came yeah. with Erica, so that with a classy clown, you and your beautiful mother. Yeah. My mom was there. Yes. Um, so we're here to talk about the 10K project, which is something mm-hmm. that she has been building for some time and she's passionate about. And it's interesting because she emailed me and I thought we scheduled this and, and we probably did. And I probably just missed the time. And so she emailed me again. She emailed me again. She's very persistent, you guys. So take takes a key from that. I was like, man, I'm glad that she's persistent because when you have people who are doing as much as what we're doing, mm-hmm. if somebody's not persistent, you're going to forget about them. And it's not because you don't want to work with them. It's just... I'm doing 80 million. And even now I'm thinking about a million different things I got to get going on. So shout out to her for that. Um, welcome to the show. Can you introduce yourself for the guests? Thank you. Thank you. So, hey, everybody. My name is Cherie of the 10K Project. The 10K Project is the largest community of investors who actively fund Black-owned businesses. And the minimum investment is oftentimes $100. So imagine Black Shark Tank. That's who we are, except you get to be the investor instead of Kevin O'Leary and Damon John and those other guys. So uh, today, 
we're here to talk a little bit about the 10K project, the work that we've been doing, how we got started, where we're going, anything else that Charles wants to throw at me. And, and uh, most importantly, you know, I, I would encourage everybody who believes in the power of Black business, but understands that we are the least funded group out there, yet there was a Morgan Stanley report that said that when our businesses are properly funded, we make just as much money as any other ethnically founded group mm -hmm. out there. If we don't believe in ourselves and if we don't start putting money up for ourselves, then nobody else is going to do it. And one last thing, Charles, there was a, a report recently, I think it was in the journal, Wall Street Journal, that said that there was an uptick because of George Floyd, but now the money is starting to recede and go back to other communities and other places. So, so all of the upticks that we got a couple of years ago, a lot of that money is starting to be uh, pulled back from us and it's time for us to step up and start uh, investing in ourselves. Interesting. So give us a little bit of background about you. Who are you? Sure. Well, um, I am from Louisiana. Originally, I came to the D.C. area because I thought I wanted to be in politics and discovered my first semester in, in college that I hated politics. So I got into business instead. And um, over the years, I ended up becoming a bookkeeper in my mother's business. She and I ran a bookkeeping business, did very well with it. One day she comes to me and says, Sheree, I want to uh, get a, a bank loan and I need a business plan. Since you have the, the master's degree in business, you write the business plan. And that was all she told me. Long story short from that, I wrote a business plan and the bank said it was one of the best business plans they had ever read. So I thought I was done. I have the typical mother who starts telling everybody that her daughter is brilliant and that, um, you know, she wrote this great business plan for me and other people started asking me to write their business plans for them. And since 2011, that's what I've been doing. I've been writing business plans for people and helping people raise capital. Wow. Which is interesting because it seems like those skills go hand in hand with what you're doing with the 10k project yeah it actually was what started the 10k project because i would have people from all ethnicities asking me to write business plans all industries sizes of businesses things like that um, our counterparts were able to take my business plan go present it to their frat brothers or their rich aunt, true story, um, or any number of people and raise $600,000 at a dinner. And unfortunately, my black clients didn't have those networks. And um, because of that, they had a much more difficult time raising money if they were able to do it at all. And I saw the surgeons and resurgence of We Buy Black, and I said, you know what? If we're buying Black, maybe we would invest Black too. And at the same time, there was something that came out by President Obama called the Jobs Act of 2012. And part of that was something called equity crowdfunding. Now, before this law, if you were not a rich person, the fancy term for it is accredited. If you weren't an accredited person, then oftentimes you were not able to invest in startups. And the rich get richer because they're investing in Silicon Valley, because they're investing um, 
with uh, Harvard uh, students and MIT students and things like that. They're building these portfolios and they are cashing out when these companies become Airbnb, Uber, you know, um, all sorts of companies that are on the stock exchange or being sold to big companies like Facebook or Google. Well, now we're able to do the same thing and it's right. through equity crowdfunding. It allows a whole bunch of people to get together, put in small dollars. We're able to fund our own businesses and watch them grow uh, and then be able to cash out whether they go on the stock exchange or they're sold or they just start giving us dividends. So that's the whole idea of equity crowdfunding. Yeah, I like it. And it's really interesting because... A lot of people, when they think of like crowdfunding, they think of crowdfunding their own business, but you guys crowdfunded the fund to then invest in people's businesses. No, we don't actually. So that, How does that's, that work? that's a misconception. So what we do is something called a bet on black pitch where an entrepreneur, every week we feature an entrepreneur who comes and pitches similar to Shark Tank uh -huh. uh, in front of our community. And then each individual investor gets to decide if they want to invest in that business. So it's so what we do is not a fund. It really is just an opportunity to see some of the phenomenal businesses that Black people are starting, growing. We're going to be buying businesses. We're actually in the process of, of going through that right now. Um, and, um, and then we as a community also gets to decide, like each individual investor gets to decide, hey, I like business number one. Number two, no, that one's not for me. I don't want that one in my portfolio for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And then you get to decide every week and you're able to build a portfolio of the businesses that you want to have. So the businesses that come onto your pro or onto your platform, do they pay a fee to participate or how does that work? Yes. So we do charge a nominal fee for them to come and present uh, on our platform in front of our investors. We also train our investors as well. Uh, and as anyone knows, so the hardest thing to do for any business is to find investors. So uh, the law has it set up. So first of all, equity crowdfunding is governed by the Securities and Exchange Commission and FINRA, which is the Financial Industry Regulation Authority. I think I have it right, um, but it's, it's FINRA. So it is, it's controlled by the government. And one of the things... Um, that the government does not allow a lot of people to do is actually go out and, and um, promote equity crowdfunding to the masses. So our counterparts, again, are, you know, they already have their networks, but within mm -hmm. the Black community, we need to be uh, at the HBCUs talking about this. We need to be in the, the churches talking about what we're able to do with various social media influencers like you talking about what we're doing uh, within equity crowdfunding and educating people. And the 10K project is really meant to help those entrepreneurs be able to bring together investors with entrepreneurs that have great ideas and great um, businesses that they're building. So really 
really what you guys have created is like the rich aunt network. Yes. I see what you're saying. Yes. Okay. So instead of them having to go pitch and go find, they come to you and you guys have already done that work for them. Yes. Got and it. what we do is like with the people who are here today watching or listening on the podcast or, you know, things like that, you say, Hey, you know what? I want to come into the 10K project. And instead of you, like there are 70 plus um equity crowdfunding portals out there so there are deals all over the place mm -hmm. however with the 10k project what we do is we curate all of those deals and we bring these founders to you and that way you don't have to go looking on every single portal to see who the black founders are and what they're doing no now you're able to get that information in your email and you're able to come and hear once a week one of the um, founders come and present what they're doing and then be able to ask them questions, get a good feel for them. Are they the type of leader you want to invest in? Do they have the type of business you want to invest in? Um, what are their plans? How are they going to exit? How do we get our money back? You know, things like that. Mm. What are some common misconceptions that people might have about uh, equity crowdfunding or even investing in a black small business like startup? Mm -hmm. Well, one of the biggest misconceptions is you're going to get your money back tomorrow. Mm. Um, it doesn't work that way. Um, we even professional investors, uh, our counterparts know that it's anywhere from seven to 10 years. So this is long term investing. The other thing is you really want to build a portfolio of companies if you want to to maximize your potential earnings. If you just invest in one or two companies, you are um, not likely to do as well as if you invest in 50 to 100 companies. In fact, there's a book um, by Jason Calacanis, who is a well-known um, angel investor who said, really, the threshold is 100 companies. Once you've oh. built a portfolio like that, then you really do get to see your earnings maximized. But Charles, there's statistics that have been done that have shown um, uh, annual ROI of anywhere from 25% to 47% within this asset class. So if you're looking at, for example, tax liens, um, you're looking at stock investing, private uh, investing, like these are the things that are beating inflation. And um, this is one of the other reasons why this is one of my favorite asset classes as well, is we not only get to help Black businesses, but we also get to uh, participate in the rewards if and when that company does well. Yeah. yeah. Um, why the name 10K Project? Ah, so uh, for years, I was saying to a group of people, if 10,000 of us came together and we each put in $100, that's a million dollars, we can raise money for our own companies and we can you know, fund our own businesses and profit from our own innovation. We don't need the banks. We don't need, you know, to ask uh, Andreessen Horowitz. That's like a really big uh, venture capital firm or any of these other firms. We can start funding ourselves. So the 10K project came from uh, from that whole concept of 10,000 people times $100 per person is a million dollars to fund a business. It's interesting because it's really that simple. It's just mad. Yeah, um, it's just mad. You say and, that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> 
That is just math at the end of the day. What what concerns me is um that we spend so much like we always get on here. I know recently there's that article talking about how black spending power went up, but black wealth did not increase. Yes. And a lot of it is just like the information we're feeding ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so if we would have been taught that if we could use the same money that we're using to go and make Gucci wealthier and make Bernard Arnault wealthier by paying, per, by buying Hennessy, buying Louis, buying all that stuff. Can We can build the same wealth. It's just taking the money from this pile and putting it into another pile. It's yeah. Yeah. I think, that, I think that it's important for us to study uh, how the wealthy invest. In fact, I had had you come on uh, for one of my series you know, with regards to that. Like, what are they actually putting their money into and why? And I think that we need to, I think, I think more Black Americans are waking up based on the amount of traction that, you know, we're seeing with Erica Williams, for example, or you, or, you know, Wall Street Trapper. Like, I think the Black people are waking up. But I still think that there's a lot more uh, education and a lot more gain that we need to learn as well, especially with the ever-changing market, you know, and, and global market that we have. Um, I don't know how old you are. I'm 46. So when I was growing up, my only competition was the person sitting next to me in school. Now, for your son, for example, his competition is the kid in India, the kid in China. Now they're investing in Africa. So even as African-Americans, you know, um, there, there, there's a shift in, um, in, you know, the investments that are happening with us and with our kids. So your son, for example, and, and anybody right now, like the, the competition is global, but also the market is global as well. And um, Dr. Claude Anderson of Poweronomics talks about the fact that we need to learn how to buy from each other and sell to everybody. Mm -hmm. And I would say that we need to learn how to build tribes amongst each other of, of like-minded people and say, we are going to figure out how to build businesses, how to own supply chains, and how to dominate some facets of the market just like our counterparts are doing um, in order to build wealth. Yeah. How long has the 10K project been around? So we have been doing, uh, been on Black Pitches since March of last year. So it's close to our year anniversary. We started a, a year before then, you know, planning and surveying people and things like that. Um, but we've been doing pitches for about a year. Last year, we raised over 325000 uh, for people. And that was like a survey that we did. So we believe we did even better than that. Uh, and, you know, we're just beginning. It may not sound like a lot of money, but to the entrepreneurs that we helped um, and for saying that we just got started, we we did well. And um and we have more and more people now. We have venture capitalists who are starting to say, hey, I've heard of the 10K yeah. project or, you know, angel investors and groups of, of angel investors and things like that. So um, do you have partners or is this just a, like, are, are you mostly the person who's running this thing? So I have one partner. Her name is Tawana Rivers, and she 
is the one that finds and curates all of the businesses uh, that comes and does the pitching. Uh, she's a chief operations officer. She does a lot more than that, but that's like her big thing. And then I'm responsible for membership growth. Um, so for finding those investors yeah. and also finding um, angel investors and VCs that we can align with as well. Um, so what's cool is um, you're so young. I thought that I thought Thanks. I mean, I thought you've been doing this for like four to five years and uh -uh. you started it about a year ago mm -hmm. and to have funded over a quarter million just in that first year is impressive, especially now that you're getting the looks of people who do this for a living, the VCs, the angels. So it's like I can only imagine where you'll be in five years. But what's also cool is you have like a division of roles amongst yeah. your partner. So it allows yeah. you to be really, 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 really good at what you're doing, which allows mm -hmm. your company to have the best of that. And then it allows um, your partner to do what she does really, really well. And so then the business gets the best and you guys can go forward that way instead of trying to be the yeah. jack of all trades. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Um, if you try to be the jack of all trades, trust me, I've been, <laughs> been there. So uh, we do. And we also have a couple of other people and we even actually have a little bit more division of labor. Like I right now, because I really like YouTube and LinkedIn and I know those platforms well, I'm focused on growing those platforms. And one of our other people in our marketing group is really focused on Instagram and Twitter because that's what she does really well. So we even have different um, people, you know, doing certain outreach on different social platforms. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I do, I will say one thing um, going back to something that you, you had said about five-year goals. So our goal is to be able to help a business raise $5 million in 48 hours, just through the network of the 10 K project. Why 5 million? Because that is the maximum right now that the law allows. But what Tawan and I both believe is that if we're able to do that enough times, our counterparts will really begin to see Black businesses as a viable option for funding. Um, and we still would hope that those Black businesses would say, yeah, we, wanna, we want to at least invite our people to be able to participate in, um, in you know, in uh, purchasing shares of our companies very early on. Um, but we, we do see that. The other thing that we get to do, Charles, and I'm sure you're, you're familiar with this, let's say you have a tech company and you are looking for funding. Well, there are different uh, levels or rounds of funding. And a lot of people, a lot of our people don't necessarily have the $50,000 it takes or the quarter million dollars it takes in order to create a beta product. Well, I was on the phone yesterday with the VC who said, if you and your community are able to fund the beta products and help the entrepreneurs get those up and running, revenue generating, then we're able to come on. And this was a Black VC that was talking to me. We're able to come on and do the follow-up rounds of funding, help these people get board members, help these people get their team structure set up, et cetera. So, we don't even have to do it all, you know, within the 10K project. We get these businesses started, going, um, et cetera. And we have 
Black VCs um, who were able to take the ball and, and take it to the end zone. Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop, presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 in side money in one year while working a job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to Gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. That's cool because it seems like you guys are just like the beginning for them. You're not the end all be all, but you can help yeah. them get to where they really want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Whereas I mean, before look, they were probably did. shut out from even getting there because like you said, they couldn't afford to even get to the table. Exactly. You can't, if you can't, so a lot of people, so, and this came from my business plan writing days, a lot of people weren't able to raise money because they didn't have a functioning beta product or they didn't have any kind of revenues or something they called product market fit, which means proven that people would actually pull their credit cards out and pay for whatever it is you're offering. Well, you know, our counterparts were able to go and get the $600,000 they needed to do all of that and then go and raise another 10 million or another 100 million on top of that and then end up with a billion dollar valuation. A lot of times we weren't able to do that until now. So are you able to bring in um, other people within your network who can even help them build that business or is that not even where you guys want to go? Yeah, so we have like a triangle of people we really want to bring together. The first are the entrepreneurs, the second are investors, and the third are experts. But guess what? All of us are experts. So I might not just be an investor in a business, but I could help them with their financials as well. Or you could say, hey, with regards to the law, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, there's this common thought that we need like other people in order to get our businesses up, running and successful. My whole point is, hey, let's use the network itself in order to help each other, you know, grow, expand, et cetera, with money and with other resources. In fact, a couple of uh, weeks ago, one of our founders that raised money, um, came back to us and asked if we could help him find the chief revenue officer from within our network. You know, he had raised enough money in order to be able to hire this person full time. Well, we know that that type of talent is within the community. We just need to build the infrastructure in order for us to easily say, hey, XYZ company needs a chief revenue officer, you know, go here in order to uh, in order to apply. That's interesting. So how does somebody become a member of the 10K Project? So it's simple. You go to the10kproject.com, the10kproject.com. You can read all about us on the website, how it works. You know, if you're an entrepreneur that wants to potentially raise money, there's a there's a, a page on the website for you. And then ultimately, if you decide you want to become a member, um, it's very easy. You'll see the membership button there. And it's a one-time payment of $100 to be a member. Now we'll say that price is going up. (laughs) Um, So, you know, 
no pressure, but a little bit of pressure that you want to, if you want to get in at that early bird pricing, then um, please do that. But really, oh, thank you, Jarash. Jarash just said, just join the 10K project. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, but you know, we have we have phenomenal companies that come on and have come on. Um, just a couple of days ago, we have a a group of uh, uh, black men that are putting together a football association mm -hmm. and they've raised over a million dollars. We've had people come on. One of the other people that came on has product in Macy's and did not have issues with the supply chain. And she talked about all of that, how she, how she got into Macy's and things like that. Um, we've had people that have uh, graphic novels, come on and talk about how they're putting together their graphic novels and, and things like that. Um, we, we have so many just great businesses. Some of them are startups, some of them are growing, some of them have revenues, some don't. Um, but but every, every week you see brilliance. You really, really do. Mm -hmm. so. That's interesting. Um, yeah. What does a member get? Ah, okay. So they get a few things. The first thing is um, you get to participate in the Bet on Black pitches. So you're able to come to the pitch live, um, hear what the Entrepreneur of the Week is doing, ask your questions, hear the other questions that the participants are asking as well, and then decide if you want to invest in that business. Um, the second thing you get is a curated list of all of the bet on black pitches that we have had. So let's say you join today, every Monday and Thursday, we send out that list. So on Monday, you would get that listing of all of the um, open campaigns that there are. And there are probably now, I don't know, about 20 or so that are still open. 15, 20, something like that. So you're able to go back, uh, hear the bet on black pitches for all of those companies and um, click on the buttons of the ones that you want to invest in and start building your portfolio. Uh, you also get to um, join uh, our knowledge center, which has a lot of training in there. Um, not just about equity crowdfunding, but, but, but about wealth building as well. Uh, and you get to add yourself to our expert directory. So let's say you are a carpenter in Philadelphia. You get to add your information in there, uh, no extra charge. And if there's somebody within the network that needs your services, they're able to go into that expert directory, you know, put in a couple of keywords and reach out to you directly. Um, yeah, those are the <laughs> those are the member benefits. I was trying to think if there was anything else, but those are the member benefits. Um, success stories from the 10K project. It's still a young company. Yes. But uh, have you guys had any that stand out so far? Yeah, we have a couple. So um, one of the things that we tell entrepreneurs is you never know who is listening into the bet on black pitches. So one of the companies uh, was a tech company that came on and uh, they, you know, are doing phenomenal things with audio, um, with audio devices. And one of the 10K project members was so moved by his um, presentation, the, the Bet on Black pitch, that he went, talked to a few friends, and raised an additional $35,000 from about four or five friends 
for that specific entrepreneur. Um, you know, we have had um, people who just have been inspired as well by some of the entrepreneurs that have come on. Uh, it, the, some of the Bet on Black pitches have inspired some of the kids of the members that we have had. We, we have a one of the um, members, sorry, one of the entrepreneurs, I'm sorry, um, they have, a, like I said, a graphic novel. And, you know, it, it was something that uh, was inspiring for not only the adults, but also the kids and the audience as well. So you get to see Black excellence every single week. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm always amazed by by the success stories, by people who are working together. You know, we we connect some entrepreneurs with other entrepreneurs. We're so young in the game. So, you know, ask us again next year. We'll probably have more. But um, I think that the things we've done thus far have been very successful, considering we're less than a year old. What uh, what keeps you going? Oh, goodness. Um Really, and you can kind of probably relate to this, you have so many people looking up to you and, and saying, yeah, I know you can do it, or, or you, you say you want to do something and people will email you and say, I can help you with that. Or, you know, um, I, <laughs> I had uh, a couple of weeks ago said that I wanted either Serena Williams or LeBron James to be our spokesperson. And someone from our community said, well, I can't get you that, but I can get you this other celebrity if you'd yeah. like. You know, I think what keeps me going is knowing how effective we are and knowing what a great community we have, um, how people come together. Because you keep hearing this black people can't work together. And I just am not experiencing that. Now I will repel anybody who is not about anything. But um, I think what keeps me going is that I see where we can be if we come together. And, um, and I see it like every week, you know, uh, and I'm just always inspired by that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what is something that happened that you didn't expect in starting this project? Uh, how many non-Black people want to help on an individual basis, you know, uh, and, and, they don't want to to be known <laughs> you know they will say it, we we want to help but we don't want our name anywhere um and it's not because they're trying to duck and hide it's just because they 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 want to help you know right. um so i will say that and um, but but would you say that there are people who aren't black who are, are willing to help even if it, that's not the condition upon them helping oh yeah absolutely yeah, i think so too absolutely i think I think that we have more allies than we think, but I think that a lot of people mm. don't know how to help. Yeah. And one of the things that I think the 10K project does is it gives a very tangible way of helping. If now I'm not getting political with BLM, you know, oh, hey, Erica, um, she's in the chat. Um, I'm not getting political with BLM, but a lot of people are like, well, we don't know 
where the money is going, right? But with the 10K project, you're not like putting even money into a fund. You get to come to the Bet on Black pitch and get to invest directly in the company. So you can, and then you're able, because the companies give updates either on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis, you're able to see, okay, I put $250 into that company. How is that company doing? You know, we've had companies that have said, oh, we're, we're, uh, doing a live event if people want to come or we're having this grand opening or or whatever. So you can actually see like what's happening uh, with your investment. And I think mm. going back to your question, I think it's just a more tangible yet easy way for people to help. Yeah. What I like about it is, and I want people to take this, absolutely support what they have going on, but take the principle away and that they saw an issue and they built something and that's so important because a lot of us just specialize in pointing at issues. And if you just point at an issue, then you run into this situation where they don't know how to help you or they don't know um, where they can kind of pitch in. So it's like build something that somebody can participate in and you will be surprised. Like I said, there is a, a restaurant in, in Watts and the predominant amount of people that would come and support that business were Hispanics and white folks. And you would never know. So don't sit around waiting for everybody around you to get it to start building um and you're going to grow and they're only a year old and they've already built this so i think that's really cool um what is one piece of advice you would give to somebody who is starting a business and wants to seek funding oh that's a good one um i would say the first thing is to as crazy as it sounds maybe uh listen to a lot of pack podcasts talk to people, figure out um, how people receive funding, when they receive funding. I hate to say figure out the game, but it really is that. You, you have to figure out the game and figure out how you position yourself to win. So I'll give you an example. I, within my business plan writing company, would have people constantly call me saying, I would have, I want a bank loan. I want a bank loan, Sheree. And I would say, okay, well, tell me about your business. And they would have these businesses where they wouldn't get their first dollar in the door for the next two years. And I would have to say to them, you don't qualify for a bank loan because the bank wants to know that you're going to make money on day one and you're going to be able to pay the loan back. You know, um, so so I would say get educated with regards to the funding options that are out there and which ones uh, work best for you and the type of business that you have. I think that's so smart because a lot of people, that's what they do is they have a, a great idea, this great mm -hmm. business idea. And they're like, well, bank's never going to give me any money. So I'm just going to quit or bank's never going to give me any money. So that means they don't like black people. Mm -hmm. And I think <laughs> they just, they don't know what's how, how it works. Yeah, and that's so it's true. like we have a startup idea, you got to go to places that fund startups. Yes, yes. And, and you know, I will say another thing as well. Not every startup needs funding. I have spoken to numerous people where I'm Agreed. like, all you need is some flyers and go walk up and down your neighborhood and start making money. Or now you got the internet, right? You, you can go into some chat groups. You could start a YouTube page or a Facebook group, whatever, and start, you know, the... Part of it is that you, it does take a lot of work. 
it's a lot of hard work. And even, you know, myself right now, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to like kick up what I'm doing times three in order for us to reach our year two goals. Um, but a, a lot of times what's missing, and not just with Black people, just start a businesses in general is enough, enough um, doing and, and doing the right stuff having enough inertia in your business in order to get it moving. I like that statement. Every business doesn't need funding. And I think that is so key because I, I just, that's how I built everything. I didn't go out there and I didn't get a million dollar loan. I didn't go seek startup funding. I didn't seek any of that stuff. I just started grinding. And what I've found is sometimes your best investor is your customer. That is true. So what I've you got to do is just reinvest. Mm -hmm. Don't be going and buying Gucci, Louis, Fendi. No, no. Um, and, you know, it's really funny because I've had people come to me um, who have said, Sheree, I've got this business. It's up and running. And one of my customers came to me and, and said they want to invest, but they want to see a business plan first because they willing to put half a million dollars in. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you that along with aunt sally those are that's the easiest checks to get because people will already see that you're moving you already have something going you already have revenues coming in and now they're you're able to take their half a million dollars and and grow the business exponentially take that half a million dollars and grow it to a 20 million dollar business yeah yeah um what are you looking for in a in a founder like what sparks your interest? Well, personally, um, I like somebody who has a lot of stick to who's able to get through the hard times. Because as you know, and um, I definitely know, being a business owner is not easy. It's very hard. And unlike having a job, there's nobody standing over you saying, do this, do that. You got to do this. You got to do that. The other thing that I like mm. is um, a decisive person. You want to do your research, definitely. But once you decide on something, you have a plan and you stick to it um, until you have done it sufficiently enough to determine that that it's not going to work. You know, I think a lot of times um, a lot of entrepreneurs like they'll come up with, I'm going to do this. Let's take YouTube. I'm going to, you know, start a YouTube channel. Well, the best YouTube channels, um, they are uh, putting content out daily, let's say. Right. Well, you know, I put content out for three days and then I stop. Well, yeah, it's not going to work like that. Right? We've been at this for five years, y'all. Yes, but 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 what happens is is everything is a snowball in business, and a lot of times things are like this. So I, I apologize for anybody just listening to an audio podcast, but things things are like slow, 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 and all of a sudden they spike up. Well, why do they spike up? It's because the right person saw you. And all of a sudden they tweeted about you or mentioned you in an IG live or something like that. And you get this rush of people. Well, why did that happen? Most likely because the person has been watching you for the past year. And they're like, that Charles, he really grinds. I like him. He's not going to stop no matter what. And, um, and that's what I like within, you know, the founders that I'm personally looking at. And I have to also like the product. 
and believe that the product is something that um, that's going to sell in the marketplace. You know, um, there are some entrepreneurs that I've liked and I haven't liked their products. Um, there are some products, there's actually one specifically I'm thinking of that I really like the product, but I was like, but I don't believe in parts of the strategy that they presented. Um, wasn't that now doesn't mean it was a bad business. It just wasn't for me in my portfolio where I'm like, I don't think that strategy is going to work. So, um, but the one great thing about that entrepreneur was that person was very determined. Like, no, this is a strategy we're following. And I did, I did appreciate that about her. Um, I think what's really interesting is the businesses are kind of in line. Are you still doing the business plan business? I am, but I take limited clients. Yeah. <laughs> and I do. Yeah. But what's also cool is you probably identified the need through working with your business plan clients. Absolutely. I wouldn't have known that this was a need had it not been for my business plan clients because uh, it wasn't the business plans that was the issue. It was um, it was that they just didn't have the networks and starting to build networks from scratch the people that i've seen do it especially the black people they spend about five years building their networks before they actually start raising money yeah i have a friend and um he he's kind of in this space a little bit and his tweet he, he posted something he's like usually when you go to like you have an idea you want to go talk to a vc because you're like i gotta go talk to a vc what do they tell you they say, go talk to your friends and family. Mm -hmm. Like, what friends and what family? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because they're used to telling this to other people who have friends and family or who went to a certain school, they're in a certain um, club or fraternity so or something like actually, that. That's a, that's a, actually a valid statement to make to that kind of a person. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not all racism. Now, I'm not saying that it's it's there's no racism because I've heard some stories where I'm like, ooh, you know, but I will say as black founders and this is some this is some of the prejudice that we just have to deal with is if a white person has to talk to 100 people, you may have to talk to 300 to get the same amount of money. One of the things that I encourage people to do is bake that into the process. Mm. Just like if you are um, looking for a job as a Black person, you may have to put out three times the resumes and go on three times the number of jobs to get <laughs> to get a job. You just have to bake that in. Um, yeah. You know. I guess that's why I stopped applying for jobs because I wasn't about to do that. And that's why I don't I don't do business where I got to raise a bunch of money. But, you know, I am looking to do some larger hotel deals. So it might actually make sense to go that route. Do you guys work with people who do real estate investing or is it just strictly? We absolutely do. We've really? had a couple of people come on with real estate deals and we have hmm. a, a black owned uh, platform now that is um, talking to us about us doing more real estate deals. Yeah. So, look, our our goal is to build this up so much that we have um, more than one pitch per week and you know people are yeah. able to have you know real estate deals tech companies um businesses that we're buying you know all sorts of stuff that they get to choose from and they're like oh i could put 200 on that oh i could put yeah. 500 on that you know etc so yeah so man i want to make sure i don't forget this question because i want to ask you about buying a business but i also want to ask you about how important is it to have an idea that people can get excited about? 
and people can rally around? I think it's important, but I think it's a little overrated sometimes because sometimes, and Erica, I'm glad that she's here because she'll probably nod to this. Sometimes the most lucrative businesses and deals are the most boring ones. Mm. The ones you're like, oh, really? Todd Consultant presents the Vending Machine Business Webinar. You can only have one job, but you can have as many vending machines as you want. This is your chance to see how we do business and how you can start your very own vending machine business. Avoid the mistakes we made and start winning. You'll be shown how we find, negotiate, buy, and manage our vending machine business, generating thousands per month, and how it has unlimited scale. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. <laughs> but that's the one where the cash register just keeps churning, churning, churning out the money. Um, and sometimes the the, the flashiest um, ideas, if it doesn't have the right team behind them, then um you could, you know, it, it may not be the best thing. That's good information. That's good information. Yeah. So don't don't build the sexy hotel, build the commuter hotel. That makes B- build, sense. Yeah. Build the hotel <laughs> with the right location that's going to have the right people. Like if you told me, for example, I'm not telling you to do this, but if you if you told me, Cherie, the reason why this hotel is, you know, the best for us is because it's located right next to XYZ company. And every year they have, you know, a third of their workforce coming in and doing, you know, long term stay. Like, I'm like, ooh, okay. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's the Waldorf, you right, know, right, right. because you're, you're, you know, they're going to need a place to stay and your, um, your hotel is going to be the most convenient for them. Thanks. So. so buying a business, this is something I'm really interested in doing. Um, how does the 10K project and buying a business go together? Sure. So um, we have actually different masterminds as well. And one of them is our business buying mastermind. It's run by a guy named Curtis Witt. And he has started teaching some of our members how to buy businesses. Um, Within the equity crowdfunding, you are able to find businesses and then um, go through equity crowdfunding in order to raise the money what? in order to purchase them. That's crazy. Hold on. All right. It seems like equity crowdfunding is the solution to everything, at least yeah, in the beginning, I think because it is. a lot of I, us have I, these grand ideas and we're just like at a loss because it's so big. How do we get to the goal? If, I mean, it's just little or less, no friends, no family, but it's like, we could be doing all these really cool things. Yeah, I mean, look, I think so within our community, there are very few Robert F. Smiths, right, or, or people who, you know, have a ton of money, but there are a lot of us who have little bits of money. And we're able to then with the buying businesses, one of my big visions is for us to, I don't know how many businesses are expected. We know there's a $68 trillion wealth transfer uh, that's going to be happening in the next 20 years. Um, There's going to be probably tens of thousands of great businesses that are for sale. Why don't we develop some sort of a search committee 
go out there, find these businesses, negotiate them, bring them to the community and say, hey, everybody, we just negotiated this business for $3 million and we're going to need a one, another million of working capital, you know, who wants in, you know? And then when we get that business, then that business has been around for 15 years. Well, now it's a Black-owned business. We can go after government contracts, you know? Um, we can get minority certifications. We can do mm, all sorts of stuff with these businesses. So we started working with Curtis Witt because he's starting off with um, uh, professional service companies. So massage, uh, massage uh, therapists and, you know, nails and beauty salons and things like that. But even he has worked on some uh, higher end stuff as well. Yeah. And then we have a, a guy coming in. Um, May, a guy named Joe Anderson, who has done $1.6 billion in acquisitions. So I'm, I'm kind of priming the pump for people to really kind of get into this thought of, okay, how do we not just start businesses, but how do we buy them as well? Yeah, man. It's just, it's interesting because all these ideas that I've had that I've been kind of sitting on it's like equity crowdfunding. I would never think to just take a large real estate transaction like, hey, guys, we're going to buy some apartment complexes or, hey, we're going to do all these things. The same stuff the Grant Cardone be doing, we could be doing. Same thing he does. You know who did it, though, was Chris Senegal. He so did. Chris Senegal did that. He did equity crowdfunding. Uh, buy the Block was started by Lynn... Oh, I'm forgetting his la her last name, Lynn, though. And yeah. by the block had a whole bunch of real estate transactions on there. There's equity. There are equity crowdfunding sites that are just for real estate. Just for real estate. But I didn't know that you could cross over. I thought it had to be a real estate equity crowdfunding platform for you to do real estate deals. But mm -hmm. it's not the case. No, that's so interesting. No, it, it's just that a lot of um, a lot of equity crowdfunding platforms these days will niche. So some will niche in biotech or, you know, yeah. regular tech or real estate, et cetera. But um, there are two, there are three, sorry, black owned equity crowdfunding uh, platforms that are out there and they're able to take mm. all sorts of projects. Yeah. What's cool about what you're doing is I've heard you mention this a few times. You were saying like people can invest like 250 bucks. Yeah, so often, so the minimum amount is set by the entrepreneur. Um, so mm -hmm. oftentimes the minimums are $100 uh, wow. for an investment. Yes. So but people wouldn't think you could do something like that. And they also wouldn't think that you could raise big money with such small increments. But 10,000 people, $100 each is a million dollars. And what we've discovered exactly. is what we've discovered is. A lot of a lot of us have more than a hundred dollars to put into a campaign. When mm -hmm. we did our survey and we we had people tell us how much they were putting into this campaign, that campaign, a lot of the numbers were higher than we expected per yeah. person. Um, and we've just like scratched the surface. Right. So, you know, we one of the things we're doing is we're gonna start targeting some of those um, higher earning people in our community or higher earning allies and really i mean our goal over the next two years is built to build the strongest network of people who want to invest yeah. black the thing about it for those listening i'm gonna make a bold statement and the statement is this that pretty much all of our problems our problems could be solved if we just brought our resources together and started doing projects together yeah now I the agree. thing that's interesting and one of the things i was going to say before we got here 
is if you look and if you look at like other communities, that's how they're built up. Mm-hmm. They didn't get, no, I mean, for the most part, they're not getting uh, a check from the government. They're not getting government assistance. They're not getting all these different things. They just said, hey, fam, we need to bring our money together. We need to keep our money together. We need to cycle our, our money amongst each other. And people will always hear me say that. And they just kind of shrug it off. But it's like, I've been working in wealth management since I graduated from college. So I got out of college, worked at Edward Jones, worked at Chase, worked for a family office. And so my access to wealth has just grown. But one thing that I've seen that's always been the same is they keep it in-house. They work together. They hire each other. They invest in each other. They make it easier on each other. And I'm not trying to, I'm not, like I tell people, I'm not trying to take anything from you. I'm trying to give something to you. So she's not trying to take anything from you. She's actually trying to give something to you because as we create more successful businesses, then people have better job opportunities. People have um, more people who can invest back because if you create a, a successful business, now you can become somebody who can has the discretionary income to invest back into other people's projects. So the person you invest in could eventually be an investor in something else for, for that community. So we really got to be conscious about what we, the opportunity that we have with all these new laws changing and the ability to participate, even on a small level. And that's what I like about what you're doing is most people, it's thousand dollar minimum, but we know statistically, most people don't have a discretionary thousand dollars. Most people are living paycheck to paycheck, but right. most people can sacrifice going out to eat one weekend to invest. Most people yeah. can sacrifice that extra pair of shoes to go invest. The thousand dollar hump can make it difficult for people to get into. And then maybe they just right, might've uh, rejected. Even if they could get the thousand, it's still like a leap. Most people don't invest yeah. like that. And but I mean, look, I, I can understand that. I, I don't personally uh, put $1,000 into any uh, individual thing at one time. Um, but uh, $100, uh, you know, even once a month supporting one mm-hmm. um, one program or, or one entrepreneur is definitely doable, which is why we wanted to have it like this. And oftentimes, let's say you're you only have you know enough for one campaign a month, you will be trying to figure out. I really like these three. <laughs> Which one am I going to uh, going to invest in? Because there's there's so much opportunity out there. So I like it. It makes it a no brainer. Yeah, I noticed that when my problem when my when my um my products were priced at like a higher level. People had to think about it. When I brought it down to a normal level, it was a no-brainer. People are just like, of course I'll pay that. And then you realize like a lot of people making that of course decision becomes a lot of money. And so we don't have to tax everybody. We just got to get a little piece of something from somebody or from everybody. A little piece of something from everybody makes us a, a lot of money. So man, really good conversation. I hope you guys got a lot. And honestly, I think we could talk business and crowdfunding and the different things that are popping up more often. So we should make it a point to do that and talk about the different projects you guys are working on, give them some exposure and hopefully continue to um, create that conversation going. Cause I think media matters and what we put in people's faces, they're going to start to kind of change their mindset. So the more they see it, the more they hear about it, the more they see the benefits of doing it, the more common it will become because everybody, they be selling drugs because 50 cent make 80 million shows about selling drugs, fam. Yeah. 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 Um, I agree with that. I think that we need more representation. And uh, when I say we, uh, I mean, like, you know, professional out there on the grind doing our thing. And um, I think that we have the ability to change the community. So um, with that, I thank you so much. Definitely want to uh, come back anytime you'll have me. 
We're going to make it happen. Um, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Where can they support what you have going on? Yes. So we are on all social media, Black 10K Project on all social media, even TikTok. Um, and then the10kproject.com for the website if you want to find out more and you want to join us. I like it. Um, Thank you. I'll have all their information in the show notes. And uh, we're going to get her back because we got more to talk about. I got more questions to ask her. Um, but until yeah, next time, you guys, real estate deals going right. <laughs> Do some really some real fun stuff. Um, so, yeah, another episode of Millionaire Talk Show. Thank you guys all for tuning in. We're doing like a bunch of shows. I'm trying to do a show a day. So I did a show yesterday. You guys check that out. I did a show before the day before that, I think. Check that out. We got a show today. I'm going to be recording some more with Marquise Robinson in about an hour. So we're going to continue to bring you this Black Wealth content and build out this Black Wealth network so she can have her Black Wealth portal. I'm going to have a Black Wealth content and media network. We just all, all be helping each other in one hand, helping the next. Um, make sure you guys support our products, man. It's Freedom Friday. So I got the Freedom Pack sale today. Click the link in the bio for that. It's the only link that I have there. So take advantage of that while you can. It's limited to 25. And right now, the one has already been sold. So there's limited to 24 now. Um, but other than that, we're just going to continue to give you guys the game. Another episode of the Millionaire Talk Show. My name is Charles Oglesby, also known as Todd, Billy, Billionaire, Billy, all that good stuff. And we're signing off. Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>